All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Can you see Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It arms You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans, and happy Canada Day. Got my Canadians cap on. Whether you're on a boat in a Soyuz or 
in the cornfields of Chilliwack or mm. catching some waves in Tofino, wherever you may be on this very sunny, very nice weather uh, here on Canada Day. Thank you for joining us, taking the time to join us. Chris, I'm drinking an energy drink, bud. Look at this. I texted Whoa. you about it. Yeah. I, I hate it. Like, I, I don't do, you know, I don't do energy drinks. So I was feeling, I, I kept it for a rainy day. Today was that rainy day, as I just talked about the sunshine. Damn. I needed a little boost. And I took it, and my hands are, like, shaking. I'm freaking out here, Chris. I'm freaking out. That's but uh, this is the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for joining us, folks. David Quadrelli alongside Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Aaron Bordado. Busy day for the Vancouver Canucks, and we'll get to that in just a second. But first, we should mention that the Canucks Conversation is brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That'll get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Find them on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs, so be sure to go check them out. Chris, you're ripping a pack. Let's see if you pull a Carson Soucy Ooh, out of that pack. That would be pretty fun, wouldn't it? We got a young gun of a goalie. Who cares? Um, nothing. Nothing in here. Uh, a goalie of Adam Huska. Adam Huska. Okay. Our young gun. Let's get into it right off the top. Okay. Uh, we're going to quickly go over this. For those that haven't heard it already, Ian Cole, one year, $3 million. Carson Soucy, the big one of the day, three years at $3.25 million annually. Teddy Bluger, one year. What was it? I didn't, have, I didn't write this one down. 1.3? million dollars. 1.9 for Teddy Bluger. Matt Irwin, one year, two-way. Don't think we have the exact contract details on that just yet, but that's a depth move. That reminded me of the Danny DeKaiser PTO. It's yeah. a step above that, folks. It's, so, uh, it's 775 uh, for the uh, cap hit there, and that could be completely buried in the AHL with Matt Irwin. Exactly. Yeah, so Matt Irwin, depth signing that the Canucks made today. The final one, Zach Sochenko is the goaltender. I'll talk about him later. But Chris, let's start on the two defensemen. Let's start at the blue line, Carson Soucy and Ian Cole. You said we would do an emergency episode on Saturday if they signed Carson Soucy, so here we are. Yeah, I guess so. I wasn't uh, kidding. Carson Soucy, yeah, I mean, this is, we saw the Canucks target a lot of defensemen here. They obviously spent about, you know, just over $7 million in total with the three defensemen they're looking at. We'll have to see what happens with Matt Irwin. I, I put him in that conversation of, you know, is he going to be, he's probably in the mix with Jack Rathbone, Christian Willanen, and and probably Akito Hirose, really, to be a depth guy on the left side. But you want to talk about Carson Soucy, so do I. Three years on the contract, $3.25 million cap hit. Hey, it would have been nice to have this under $3 million, but I'll tell you what, guys are going to get overpaid all the time in free agency. And yes, the Canucks had to buck up a little bit here for Susie, but at 28 years old, six foot five, I know the points aren't that incredible as we see on the screen right now for YouTube, but I'll tell you what. Solid penalty killer. Okay, that's what you're getting here with this guy. He's six foot five. He's going to have that long reach. Uh, just doing some numbers here. His expected goals per sixty. He was seventh in the NHL out of defenseman on the penalty kill. So that's pretty damn impressive. I think that's where you're going to see him make the most impact next season because. I don't see him playing with Quinn Hughes. I don't think he's that top-pairing guy. I also don't know how much of a top-four guy he really is either. I think that's the bet that you're making here because $3.25 million is a lot to pay for a third-pairing defenseman on your team, especially when you can go out and get some depth a lot cheaper than that, specifically more internally because we saw depth guys go for a lot of money today uh, on July 1. I don't think you look at Susie in the same realm as those players. I think he's more of a guy that can push and play some top four minutes here and there for you. Last season, 78 games with the Seattle Kraken, three goals, 13 assists. What's something that we loved about the Seattle Kraken quads? It's how they move the puck, and that started with their defenseman. So at six foot five, a guy that can move the puck and help on your penalty kill, 
There's been rumors about Carson Susie coming to Vancouver for a long time, and I think we all know why. It's because the Canucks needed to address that penalty-killing need, as well as a guy that looks like, in my eyes, and you can comment on this if you think it as well, looks like Philip Peronik now has a partner. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. I think the thing to mention with both Ian Cole, who we'll talk about more in a second, and Carson Soucy is that both guys are very comfortable playing the right side, despite both being left-handed. On Soucy and Cole, actually, the thing that really sticks out with them that I think the Canucks really liked here is that they both have that high defensive IQ. Mm. Like, how many times in the penalty kill last year did we see a defenseman get lost or just straight-up lose his check? The defensive IQ of this team seemed pretty low for the past past couple of years. So to add these two guys, that's something that's a positional need you're filling is defensive defensemen who can also move the puck. You know, obviously Susie's better at that than Cole, but you're you're looking at Cole more, or excuse me, Cole. Um well Cole as well, but Susie, you're looking more at him as a bottom four defenseman if that makes sense. Like he's not going to play in your top pair, and I think you're fine with that. I, I view him more as a four, five, six, maybe closer to a five, six, average oh, just over 16 minutes a night last year with the Kraken. But I think the thing that the Canucks really like is that he can play in a strong defensive environment, which the Canucks would like to one day have, hopefully next year as well as kill penalties, an area that the Canucks were historically weak in last season, Chris. So, look, you like both of these signings. Yes, the, the price tag is a bit heavy if Susie falls and becomes just a third-pairing guy, but I think you're making that bet that he's going to be able to kind of always kill penalties for you at his worst. He's yep. still going to be a good penalty killer and hold his own at five-on-five five in a third-pairing role. I think that's the most you're... That's, the, that's like the worst-case scenario that the Canucks probably... Well, maybe not worse, but that the Canucks are hoping for from Susie um, is that he's just able to hold his own at five-on-five, five, maybe play on the second pair. But yeah, like I think he is going to start on Philip Peronik's on Philip Peronik's pair. Could also be the partner for Quinn Hughes. Like, like yeah. I, I, I want to put this into perspective, Chris. Last week... There were people in our chat being like, they don't even need to be active in free agency because Noah Juleson can play with Quinn Hughes. And hey, like he, he did that for 20 games. My point is, it seems like almost anyone can play with Quinn Hughes, right? Like, like we've seen Ethan Bear have success. We've seen Luke Shen have success. Luke Shen got paid today. We'll talk about that as well, I'm sure, at some point. But, you know, with Susie, you're looking at a guy who's just going to be flexible for you. And I think it's kind of the same thing with Cole. Both of them are defensive defensemen. You're not looking at them to be the primary puck mover, as you like to say, on a pairing. Both of those pairings, it's going to be Hughes as the primary puck mover, and it's going to be Ronick as the primary puck mover. So you want either of these guys, whoever plays with Hughes, whoever plays with uh, Hronik, to be the defensive defenseman that kind of anchors it down. Yeah, and here's the thing with with Cole. You bring him up, and I know we got him up on the screen here, the graphic coming up there. I, I was shocked to see that Ian Cole played 19-23 a night last year with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it's like, yeah, you look at him, and he's a 34-year-old, and he's making $3 million. But I'll tell you what, I think we've been hurt in the past by Jim Benning and his contract so much that this is a one-year deal. I tweeted out a little bit earlier, and I know nobody's probably seen it because Twitter is going through it right now. Uh, but a one-year deal, these one-year deals can't hurt you that bad, okay? Even if they are $3 million. This is, you know, it feels like when you play the NHL video games on franchise mode and you end up, you know, bucking up for that guy on the one-year deal, you give Patrick Kane, you know, $14 million, that type of thing. He played with alongside Eric Chernak last year, and he led the Tampa Bay Lightning in shorthanded ice time last year. So this is what you're getting with Cole. He's going to play on your third pairing, potentially a guy that slides up into your top. Like, he, he played a lot more minutes per night 
than Carson Soucy last year. So it's going to be interesting to see how these guys kind of shake down, and maybe it's more about the fit with these two players. Ian Cole's not going to be a player that's skating the puck up on his own. He's a defensive guy. He's going to help on your penalty kill. But, yeah, the, the thing that's shocking was, listen, a good team last year in the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's not like he was eating up 19 minutes in Arizona. He was eating up 19 minutes playing with Eric Chernak on the Tampa Bay Lightning. You like the pedigree kind of coming out of him, and I know he's 34 years old, but I know that it's a one-year deal as well. So I like this one as well. And, hey, it might not be the perfect play, and he might not live up to that $3 million, but I also think there's a chance for him to be value at $3 million. So overall, those two deals, the big ones right off the bat there that are going to be eating up just over $6 million of cap space next year, getting those two defensemen at that rate... I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. And I mean, yeah, you're right. Things could always get worse for the Vancouver Canucks, and that's something we've learned from covering this team. But for right now on day one, at least it's not like Ian Cole for three years and Carson Soucy for five years. Like, we have seen some contracts around the league that are scary. Heck, we just saw one come in here with Miles Wood, right? I don't know if you have the numbers on that. Was it six years at over $4 million? Like a lot of these big deals, you mentioned the Luke Shen contract, three years at 2.75. Like there has been a lot of money being thrown around. And yes, the Canucks have invested some money for sure, but not a ton of long-term stuff. I mean, all we saw today was like one-year deals. And I think Canucks fans have to be pretty happy with that. I'm going to check in the chat here, but I can't see people losing their minds over what happened today for the Vancouver Canucks. And man, it kind of feels like a July 1st tradition of losing our minds so far, <laughs> you know, if you're following the Canucks. But I, I tell you what, like what they did today... Don't really have much problems with it. Alex Kalorn, four years at $6.25 million in wow. Anaheim. So you look at the overpay for the forward, and we talked about that. There was going to be these today. We just hoped that the Canucks wouldn't be one of the teams to sign it. The only one that you could maybe, maybe have a problem with, and I don't think either of us do, is Susie because you gave out three years. But sure. I don't think anybody cares. Like That's a young defenseman. He's big. He moves the puck well. He's instantly, you know, on this team, He's the fourth best defenseman, right? He's, like, he's, like probably, he's probably like right on day third. one. Is he not the best defensive defenseman on this team? Probably like we haven't seen Heronica and I mean, Hughes can be underrated for his defensive play, but like a straight up big bodied defensive guy. I like that. that. This is what the Canucks needed on their left side. Yeah, absolutely. You like the signings. And I want to read this tweet based on what you just said. Uh, read the tweet from Wyatt Arndt, our boy. He's writing a stanchies. He's writing a post uh, off season stanchies. Almost said postseason. A couple years for that, I think. But off-season stanchies is coming later today. He tweeted this out. The thing I liked about the Mike Gillis era was I understood and agreed with the process most of the time. It didn't always work, but you could see the reasoning. Under Benning, nothing made sense. Today's moves by the team, I understood the process. Solid, solid UFA moves by the Canucks, and I think that puts it pretty well. You can't really complain about these signings. Let me get to some comments in the YouTube here uh, from Dalvir. I'm ecstatic for these deals, maybe just because it's a contrast to the last decade of July 1st, but so happy with them. Uh, Jamie says, PTSD from the Benning era. These short-term signings are great. Yeah, I think there should be a lot of positivity out there today. And hey, we're allowed to be a little positive here and there, right? I think it's totally fine. Let's get to Teddy Bluger a little bit here, because this is one we got to dive in on. $1.9 million on... A one-year deal. Again, so Teddy Bluger is going to come in, play some center. Looked like a fourth-line role last season. Uh, 63 games played, four goals scored, 12 assists. He was a minus nine. He's six foot, 185 pounds, 28-year-old, has 268 career games in the NHL. Uh, and I asked him one question today in the quick Zoom availability. He thinks that Archer Silovs is awesome. Because he is also from Latvia. He's a Latvian. Uh, didn't get a chance to play in the World Championships this year because he was playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs with the Vegas Golden Knights. 
so Teddy Bluger getting an opportunity to do that. Cup winner now. Uh, nice little addition. And, to, you know, you kind of pay that premium on the one-year deal to get him at 1.9 because you look at the stats and you're like, geez, 1.9 might be a little steep, but he fit into a Stanley Cup winning team. So I think the Canucks are adding this guy for kind of that third, fourth-line center area, 52% in the dot. Not a great penalty killer. Doesn't really add a ton of that to your game, which is unfortunate. Uh, didn't have very good numbers in that aspect of things anyways. But, I mean, it's, it's center depth that can help your team. And I think he took a lot of face-offs over this past, uh, pretty much over his whole NHL career. And I see what the Canucks are going for here. This is the one that, uh, you know, you start to see a little bit more money. Like, anytime you see anything over 1.5, you have to look at the player a little bit differently, obviously. We're in a cap cap era of the NHL. And I think this is a fine signing. I'm, you know, we'll have to see what he looks like uh, in camp and where he fits in the lineup. The question about where he fits in the lineup, I think, is largely answered by what Niels Amon looks like coming into camp. Tockett spoke about how he really wanted Amon to have a big offseason. He thinks he could be a really solid third line center if he just added some weight and was a little harder to push off the puck, mm. won some more board battles that type of thing. Let's see how Nils Amon looks and what kind of step he's ready to take this year. Bluger's probably going to be the fourth line center for this team. He might have to be the third line center, but Chris, the Canucks might not be done. I know they have all their press conferences coming up here, but Evan Rodriguez, JT Comfer, both of those guys still without a contract. Max Comtois, that was a name that Rick Dollywall said to keep an eye on. The Canucks might not be done. We hope they're done because both of us have plans this evening, but they might not be done. They they might not be done. It might be a few days from now. Let's see when those guys end up signing contracts. But I just want to point out, though, like I said, Rodriguez, Comfer, and Comtois, three names that kind of fit what the Canucks still need and what they still haven't really filled at that third-line center position. Those guys are still on the board. Those guys are still available. So let's just wait and see. There might be more coming, but for now, obviously, all we can talk about is what they have done. And one thing that they did today was add to their goaltending depth. Cue that intro. It's my time to talk about goaltenders. You don't have to actually cue the intro. No, you're doing uh, 10 seconds on this. Zach Sochenko. I want to talk about him. Uh, 25-year-old goaltender out of Calgary that they signed. Spent last year with the San Jose Sharks uh, organization. Actually, excuse me. He played with the Chicago Wolves last year in the AHL. But he has seven games, seven NHL games under his belt all with the San Jose Sharks. Cody Sievertson tweeted about him. He was supposed to write an article about him. I'm not sure if he submitted that yet. But um, basically last year, played behind a non-playoff team in Chicago and put up decent numbers, like 8.95 save percentage isn't great, but apparently his team wasn't really good. And the year before that in San Jose with the Barracuda, his team was abysmal. So you look at the 8.77 save percentage and see, okay, that's probably not great. Aside from that, I'm not going to try and pump the guy's tires or say, yeah, he's going to be the backup or anything like that. Like, yeah, maybe he comes into camp, steals a job from Spencer Martin. What this really shows me, Chris, is that the Canucks are kind of going with the route that I've been harping on for the past few months where I look at this team and I say, have Spencer Martin as your backup. And if Thatcher Demko goes down with an injury, solid knock on wood there. Then you have Archer Seelobs, who's starting games in the AHL to come up and start games at the NHL level. I think Seelobs is ready. I don't think Seelobs should be the backup because I think more than anything, he needs to play. I think he's capable of playing at the NHL level right now. I don't think if he, I don't think if the Canucks want to win games that they're going to start Seelobs over Thatcher Demko. But like I said, if Demko were to go down, Seelobs is the guy that you call up. He's on an ELC. You can pass him through however you want, just down the highway. You call him up, he can be your starter at the NHL level. I like what the Canucks did here. I know a lot of people looked at what Laurent Brassois got. Um, I think it was one year by 1.25 and said, 
would have been nice to see the Canucks make that signing, add to their add to their goaltending depth a little bit further. But Sawchenko, in my mind, slots in anywhere from three to five on the Canucks goaltending depth chart. Uh, I think Nikita Tolopilo, the guy who they signed this past offseason, 23-year-old, uh, tore up the Alsvenskin League last year. I always had him pencil in as Spencer, excuse me, as Archer Silov's kind of 1B down in Abbotsford. Like, I thought they would kind of rotate both of those guys and see what they can get out of Tolopilo. I'm really curious how this all shakes down now. I think what I can say with a certain degree of confidence, Chris, is that come opening night, Thatcher Demko and Spencer Martin are going to be the two goaltenders on the NHL roster. Uh, that's about it for Sochenko. I don't know much about the player himself. I'm excited to see him, but I don't think it's anything that's going to rock the boat too much. I don't think this is a signing that was made in mind of, let's make sure we have a plan if Spencer Martin's not able to be the backup. Yeah, what do you always say? This could have been an email. Those last three minutes of this podcast could have been an email for that. I don't care. Uh, yeah, fifth goaltender in the depth chart in my eyes. He's going to be a guy that doesn't play many games in the NHL or the AHL. Uh, I think he's a guy who backs up the two young guys down there in Tolopilo and Seelovs. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, let's get to an actual great story. Friend of the show. He's been on the show in the past. Tristan Nielsen. And uh, I'm sorry, Aaron, the uh, the little ticker on the bottom there, that's not going to be used very well today. We're, this is going to be quick. You can just bounce through it all you want. Uh, but let's get to Tristan Nielsen, who just signed with the Vancouver Canucks. How excited are we about this one? Because the dog has earned himself an NHL contract. Shout out to Tristan Nielsen. Um, I believe it's actually a one-year deal due to the age of him signing his entry-level contract. I think it was reported as a two-year deal, so we'll have to kind of check up on that. But due to his age at 23 years old, I think it's only a one-year deal. But he gets an NHL contract. People have always been screaming. They watch him play in the NHL. They say, give this guy a shot in the NHL. He never gets it. But now he can because he wasn't eligible for it last year. But this is the dog out there in Abbotsford. Oh, one of our favorites. If you go out and watch him, Abbotsford fans, they love this kid. He had 14 goals and 27 assists last year. A big step up in the right direction for him. 
And Nielsen, he can play left wing, he can play right wing, but he's mostly playing center. So you like to see that, lots of wheels on this kid, and he really earned this contract. He had to work for it, man. This is an unsigned kid out of the Vancouver Giants organization, worked it up through his time in the AHL, and now he gets that NHL contract. Just happy for a kid uh, who's worked really hard. I, I talked to him a little bit this morning, and he's jacked up about it. That rocks. That rocks. It's the, it's the birth of the dog per 60. Like, he was the one that, you know, he didn't do it himself. You came up with it. But he was the inspiration behind it. The original dog, as we put in the title, uh, over at Canucks Army. Okay, development camp. We're one expecting more. the Rost. Okay. You forgot Sorry, about go uh, good Vancouver Island uh, kid. I guess you can't call him a kid. He's 35. But <laughs> Matt Irwin, uh, he's even older than I am. 35-year-old. Uh, we talked about him. Yeah, we didn't do too much. We didn't get the graphic up. I built this. I want to get them all in there. Uh, 61 games last year with Washington. Listen, I, I think it's nice to have him kind of, like I said earlier in the show, battling with Rathbone, Willannon, and Hirose. Uh, his contract's completely variable in the AHL. He's played in the AHL. It's not going to be a new spot for him. He's got like 200-plus games in the A as well. So, listen, 35-year-old trying to hang on. He's playing for his local team here, and I don't think he'll have any problem if he has to go to the AHL and be a guy there as well. So not much else to get into with him, but he did play 61 games in the NHL last year. So we'll see where he fits on the Canucks roster, but I think he's a fine 8th, ninth, 10th defenseman in your, in your system as you kind of look at it as a whole. As to the depth, they lose Kyle Burroughs. They go out and get Matt Irwin. Okay, uh, development camp. We're expecting the roster we would expect to get released later today. It kicks off tomorrow. We'll have live coverage over at CanucksArmy.com. Favors getting out there. I'm going to go to talk to Hunter Brustevich about Lego, and then I'm going to leave. Uh, but you're going to be there all week. That's going to be great. We'll have good coverage of development camp. Okay, do you have anything you want to say about development camp? Uh, Josh Bloom and Yanni Irmo heard uh, from some people from their camp saying those two have been working their asses off. Get ready to watch them. And can I get this graphic up here of Christian Fitzgerald real quick? Yeah, he uh, tore his labrum going into last season. So he missed the uh, start of the year, started on the fourth line with Minnesota Mankato. We know what Mankato does. And uh, here's a photo of him wrecking the Coquitlam uh, Express back in the BCHL. They loved him out there in Surrey. And this kid ripped it up in the final uh, 23 games. He was a point per game in those 23 games of NCAA play. 14 goals in those 23 games to finish the season. He's coming to development camp with the Vancouver Canucks, uh, from what I heard. And he should be there tomorrow. We'll get a chance to talk to him. This could be one of the top NCAA guys that we're talking about for free agents this year. And the fact that he's here at development camp and he's from Coquitlam and he used to beat up on his own hometown express in the BCHL. Good kid. I like him. You might not like him, Quads, but he's a good uh, good local product here and uh, might be one of these targets for the uh, – he's going to Wisconsin next year. He's actually transferring because the Minnesota Mankato coach is moving to Wisconsin. Uh, a little bit more money, if you know what I'm talking about, uh, in Wisconsin than there is with Mankato. So, And that's because of the football program. But you get what I'm saying. He's going there with his coach and expecting to be a top-line center in the NCAA, putting up a lot of points. So nice to see him at development camp here coming up. Okay, our poll question, which miraculously I was able to get. There's 44 votes on it because Twitter's yeah. broken for everybody, but we'll take the sample size anyway. People in the YouTube live chat, let us know what you think. I'll read the poll question first, and then I'll <laughs> talk about Atlas Goods. So our poll question is, how do you feel about the team's free agent signings today? Love them, like them, dislike them, and as always, I'm angry. And as always, our poll question is brought to you by the great folks over at Atlas goods you can use promo code cc15 to get 15 percent off your first order of pop rides at atlasgds.com these are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer absolutely delicious locally owned 
and operated company out of beautiful Surrey, British Columbia, where a lot of our listeners are spending Canada Day today. We spent Canada Day working. We're almost done. We're almost done, Chris. We're grinding through it. You've had a big week over at Development Camp. Uh, you're going to head down to Patrick Alvine very shortly, so I better hurry this up here. Uh, okay, yep. the poll question, how do you feel about the team's free agent signings? 23% of voters saying they love them. 64% say they like them. 2% say they dislike them. And 11% say I'm angry. And I think this is a pretty good sample size of what Canucks fans are feeling right now. Like, I don't think anybody is looking at this body of work and saying, I love this. Maybe some people are like, like I'm closer to love than like, I think, because just with what the team's done in the past, I think you have to love what they did today, especially when we know that there's still pressure to make the playoffs next year. Like does Alex Kalorin make this team better than Teddy Bluger next season? Yeah. Could they have fit his cap hit in? Yeah, they could have. Does Ryan O'Reilly make the team better than Teddy Bluger? Yeah. Could they have fit his cap hit in for four years at $4.5 million? Yeah, they could have. And maybe if Jim Benning was still the general manager, maybe they would have. And then there would be a lot more people in the dislike section yep. of this day of free agency. I like that. Look, for as much as much crap as we give this team, this ownership group, and, and in turn the management group for taking shortcuts, you know, we talked about the Philip Perona trade, all that sort of stuff, taking shortcuts to become a contender – They had an opportunity to take shortcuts today, and they passed up on it, instead just trying to fortify their penalty killer. Someone in the chat pointed out that every single player they signed today is a pretty good penalty killer, and that's going to help the team next year. Yeah, absolutely. Teddy Bluger is going to add a little bit. I I went just quickly looking at the minutes that he played and the numbers that he had kind of from the analytics on his penalty kill. Not a huge addition, but he he should be able to get some penalty kill time. And I think the face-offs is what you like, right? 52% in the draws last year uh, and was had a really good run after he got traded as well. So keep an eye on Bluger. I'm sure he's going to get some penalty kill time uh, and it's going to be a different look. You have to give this management group credit. They have changed the defense score a ton since uh, they've come in here, right? A lot of different bodies coming in here, uh, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Final thing I want to say, because I do have to get down for the Patrick Alvin availability, uh, depending on what happens with Tucker Pullman and Tanner Pearson, I mean, I'm still, listen, I, I, I'm I'm assuming they're going to be on LTI until I see one of them on the ice for training camp, right? That's where I just am with the situation with both these guys. 5.7, $5.75 million would be the LTI space that they could save here. If the, both of them are on uh, LTI to start the season, that would give them just over $3 million left to play with here. So the Canucks, a little bit of flexibility depending on the situation of Pearson and Pullman, which, listen, we've been told that Pearson is working towards being able to be at training camp. I'll believe it when I see it. Tucker Pullman, you know, wishing the best, but I'm not sure what's happening with his NHL career. Head issues are a B. I'll say that. Okay, uh, Travis Dermott also kind of didn't get a contract today. There's a few, and, and you know what? We have a bit more in odds and ends, so you can log off, Chris. I'll go okay. solo for the last little bit here. You have fun at Patrick Alvin. Coverage of that will be up on CanucksArmy.com. Aaron, you can just blow me up here. I'm just going to go solo for the next little bit here. Everybody have fun on Canada about- Day. I'll be at Development Camp tomorrow. Lots of video coming out. I'm out. That's right. Okay, uh, so I want to quickly touch on what happened around the league. Obviously, a lot of people in the YouTube live chat pointing out that the signings made today by other teams weren't very good. And someone in our chat said, holy cow, did Nashville hire Jim Benning? Hey, you look at the signings that Nashville made today, including the signing of Luke Shen on a three-year deal where the cap hit looked like something that, you you know, like, here's the thing. And I just interrupted myself. I know I'm doing that for Chris today. The thing with the Luke Shen and Kyle Burroughs 
negotiations, I guess, if you want to call it that. Like, like Luke Shen wanted to stay in Toronto, couldn't figure something out with the Leafs. When you see that he got $8.25 million over three years with the Nashville Predators, it becomes clear why Toronto couldn't work something out with him, why Vancouver didn't want to work something out with him, and why they have ultimately couldn't, right? Luke Shen's about to get the highest cap hit of his career. And hey, we love Luke Shen on this show. It's no secret. Luke Shen's a great guy to have around your team. I see it from the Predators' perspective where they're trying to do this rebuild but also kind of insulate with some veterans. You're seeing that with the Chicago Blackhawks going out and, you know, overpaying for Corey Perry, Nick Foligno. They're really putting a premium on this veteran leadership. They make the trade for Taylor Hall. A whole bunch of stuff. We won't dive into all of it. But Luke Shen gets three years by $2.75 million. Uh, Kyle Burroughs, $1.1 million per year for three years folks that's a one-way contract i believe that's the first one-way contract that burroughs has ever signed in his career again you are very happy for the player but for the canucks they may have been okay with a one-way contract but they may have not been okay with really three years at one million like like this guy wasn't an everyday player he wasn't an everyday player for the canucks so i I I looked at that deal and when you hear stuff about talks broke down between the Canucks and Kyle Burroughs camp, it makes sense. Especially when you see what the Canucks ended up doing on July 1st, it makes some level of sense that the Canucks weren't willing to go to what Burroughs was eventually able to get on the free agent market with San Jose. Folks, we saw a lot of overpayments today. We saw a lot of overpays and none of them, in my opinion, in Chris's opinion, and hopefully in Aaron's opinion, None of them came from the Vancouver Canucks. And if you're a Canucks fan, that is better than what we've seen for the past decade with this club, right? Like that's the reason yesterday there were still people freaking out on Twitter about what this team was going to do. If Ian Cole gets signed at two, three years at 3 million, this is a very different conversation. If they get into a legitimate bidding war for Carson Soucy and end up giving him 4.5 over three years, now we're in Tucker Pullman territory, right? Like we're, we're complaining about that signing the way people complained about the Tucker Pullman signing. And for good reason, for good reason. But the Canucks didn't make any bad signings today. That's the take that we all have on this show right now. And from what I'm seeing in the live chat here, what most Canucks fans have uh, as well, as referenced as well in our Atlas Goods poll question. We'll close it out there. Uh, for my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Aaron Bordado, my name is Dave Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.